Hi, my name is Dylan, and you're listening to Culture Matters with Chris. Build your cultural competence. Listen to interesting stories. Learn about the cultural fails and how to avoid them. Get the global perspective here at Culture Matters on International Business. Your host, Chris Smith, has a plan. A plan for people who are looking for a solution. He makes you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences. Every episode, he interviews a prominent guest who will tell you his or her story and share international experiences, making you more cultural competent. And now, here's your host, Chris Smith. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is the Culture Matters Podcast. We're on episode number 92. My name is Chris Smith. Very welcome to this number 92 episode, where we have Dylan Bollen. Dylan Bollen is a PhD student in astronomy and astrophysics at the KU Leuven University in Belgium and the Macquarie, I think, or Macquarie University in Sydney, Australia. Uh, This is part one of a two-part or maybe even three-part interview where we follow Dylan when he's going from Belgium to Australia to uh, follow and complete his uh, PhD um, thesis on astrophysics and something really, really specific specific that he's going to explain in the uh, in his own words as well. And in his field, nothing is ever easy, not even dealing with cultural differences. It's time for this week's guest at Culture Matters. Good morning, Dylan. How are you? Good morning, Chris. I'm doing good. It's and always you? a bit awkward to start like this, like an interview, right? Yes. Yes, I know because we've uh, been chatting oh. off the off the uh, or before actually hitting record, um, and uh, you know walking up to this uh, to this interview, uh, I had some chat chit chat back and forth. And as a matter of fact, you're one of the very few people that I actually know in person, uh, although not well. But I still, you know, we see each other every week. But I'll probably you'll you'll tell more about that because I'm curious why you do what you do. Um, yep. And I guess I've confused the audience enough to uh, get to the first question, like. Tell us a bit about about who you are, what you do, and what would you consider your cultural frame of reference, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so my name is Dylan Bollen. I'm at the moment doing a PhD in astronomy and astrophysics mm-hmm. at the University of Leuven in Belgium, and uh, partly as well in Sydney, so at Macquarie University. And yeah, so I've studied physics and astronomy for most of my university <laughs> yeah uh yeah and that's about it okay so this this combination between belgium and australia how did that come about is that logical is that or were you just darn lucky no i was indeed darn lucky okay. i so two years ago i saw an opening position uh-huh. or like an, an offer for scholarship a call for scholarships mm-hmm. in australia yeah. and i just sent an email to a professor there we did something similar as I was doing for my master thesis. Yeah. Uh, I sent her an email, sent her my CV, uh, and told her um, the professor that was supervising me for my master thesis. Yeah. And the first response I got back was saying, uh, "Ah, Dylan, very nice. Uh, I'm a good friend of Professor Van Winkel. Uh, <laughs> I think we can find something." And then, yeah, it it became a collaboration between the two universities. 
Okay. So in that sense, I was quite lucky. Okay. All right. So that is that is not a nor there's not a natural link up between uh, that university. Uh, it's the Macquarie University in Sydney, yeah, Macquarie about, University. and this university in Belgium that you talk about the uh, yeah. the Catholic University in uh, in Leuven. There's not a natural link between those two. Uh, no, not not natural link. So it just happened to be that the professor there, um, her research group, yeah, they do something similar as we do here in Leuven. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course they meet each other at conferences. Okay. That's how they got to know each other. Okay. If 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 when you mentioned in your introduction, you mentioned uh, you study astronomy and astrophysics. When you mentioned astronomy, the first name that comes up in my mind is is Isaac Asimov, um, a, a writer who has written many many books about the subject. Because, but tell us a little bit because that intrigued me at first already. What do you study? What is this? Like extraterrestrial stars, dust, or I don't know. Just fill us in a little bit. Uh, so basically, as Astronomy or astrophysics, basically the same, um, is indeed the study of objects in the universe. And those objects can be anything. So, of course, stars, but also molecular clouds or galaxies. It includes everything. So it's the study of the physics, how to create those objects, how they evolve, and how they die. Okay. That's. And and does, does that make you a great fan of Einstein as well? That makes me a great fan of Einstein, yes. As well. So, and, and given that, um, I try to explain this whole relativity theory to my 13-year-old daughter. And she was pretty much on board with the concept of, okay, so if you're moving in a train, your time actually relatively to the person standing still click, ticks somewhat slower, which I think yeah. is the, fun, the foundation of, of relativity. Uh, it's, it's, how do you wrap your head around that? Is that a, a, a direction that you're, that you're doing research in? Or what is a typical direction that you're doing research in? Um, my own research. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my own research is about um, sort of particular system of stars. So what I study are uh, binary systems. Those are two stars yeah. that are yeah basically born together and yeah. circling around each other. And um, I'm studying the low mass stars yeah. that are at the end of their life. So if one of the two is at the end of their of his life, it will start to expand. The other star will start to um, accrete mm-hmm. matter from the first star. Suck in matter. Yeah, suck out the matter. Yeah. And then it will create some kind of disk around the second star. Yeah. And everything that the second star can't suck up will be ejected in two jets. Uh-huh. And the goal of my uh, PhD thesis yeah. will be then to, um, I'm currently observing those systems and yeah, analyzing them, of course. And I have to try to understand the physics of that jet creation. So how, how are they, those jets created? And what will be the impacts on the further evolution of those systems? Okay. And, and uh, I, I think, Dylan, there is no easy way in explaining what you do, right? <laughs> this, no, it's uh, quite I, it, it's, This is not coffee table or dinner table it's the material, I guess, to, to talk about because it's so specific, specific, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Certainly true. So that's something you see always. So everyone who is working on something, it's always a very specific something. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, um, so you're going to Australia uh, and you're yeah. going to go there for two years to finalize yeah. your thesis or is are you going to come back here and then do... do... Uh, yeah, I'm going to come back. So I've been here in Leuven now for one year and then I'll be there for two years yeah. and then I'll be coming back to Leuven for a last year. 
Okay, and what, what's the purpose of going there other than enjoying the sun, serving, uh, barbecuing, yep. and, and all that good stuff that we know about, <laughs> that we are so jealous about? Because we're recording this in winter. We're recording this around Christmas time in 2017. So for those of you who are listening to this in the future, uh, and, and looking outside on this dreary day, it's yep. horrible. It's one of those gray days, you know, when you wonder, what, what is that yellow thing called again? It's sun. <laughs> okay, so you're going to get enough of that. So what is, what is it that... What is it that it takes you to do in Australia, which you cannot do here? Well, um, basically, here in Leuven, we are specialized in doing the observations of these systems. So now, at the moment, I'm uh, analyzing the data of the observations themselves. In Australia, they're more specialized in simulations okay. of the systems, so computer simulations. So the goal is eventually I will collect all as much data as I can here in Leuven by the means of observations yeah. and then I can use that as input in my simulation uh, yeah, in my models when I'm in Australia and there of course I can get help and uh, supervision of yeah, people who are experts in the field. So would it then be true if I say that um, on, on your end or maybe even more general the Belgian end is more theory-based, and the Australian end, or the Anglo-Saxon end, and so I'm making it more general as it is maybe, is more practical-based? I oh, know, the other way around. So um, here it's more practical in the sense that we um, will take physical observation with uh, observations with telescopes. Uh -huh. So uh, the University of Leuven has its own uh, telescope yeah. in La Palma. Yeah. So... That's the more practical side, taking the observations and analyzing them. Then in Australia, it's purely theoretical. So theoretical models and theoretical simulations on the computer mm -hmm. to try to explain what we observe okay. with our telescope. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, okay. So let, let's just shelf this for a moment because in the introduction, when, our, when we chit-chatted in the beginning, um, I told the audience that I personally know you. Uh, and yep. you personally know me as well. And the reason for that is, is that we're both are students of this wonderful language called Spanish. So yes. you're, we're both Spanish students at the university here in, and here is in Leuven, where we both live in Belgium. Why Spanish when you're going to Australia? That's a bit of a mismatch. Yeah, good question. So uh, yeah, so I think I started studying Spanish two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason was I was in my final year of my master's. Of Spanish and or of, of astronomy? Astronomy. So okay. when I was in my final uh, master years of astronomy, I only had to do my thesis. Mm -hmm. And I thought, only the thesis, I have enough time left to do something else. Yeah. By then, I already met some Spanish people. And I want to learn a new language. Mm -hmm. So I thought, why not Spanish? Okay. And that's right. the reason why. So it's, that is just out of a hobby. That was not like an initial thing. I'm going to Spain more, or I'm going to Las Palmas because that's no, where oh, your, your, your telescope is. Yeah, indeed. But uh, yeah, no, it's more out of a hobby. Out of interests. Hobby. Yeah. Okay, and, and so uh, how are you going to continue that in, in Australia? I've been looking up, looking that up. So I'm not going to start right away, but uh, probably after a half year, well, I will continue studying Spanish over there. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So that has nothing to do with anything, really. <laughs> this whole Spanish thing. Okay. All right. Excellent. So um, we're back on, on, on this, on, on how you guys work and how the, uh, the Aussies actually work. But you yeah. also told me, so the Aussies work more on a theoretical basis. And I'm, I'm looking at my, my piece of paper 
which is I start out with a blank piece of paper and, and I scribble that full ev- eventually yeah. with um, with things and, and, and ideas. And you, the, so the Aussies work more on a, on a theoretical basis and you work more on a, on a uh, practical basis. Um, yeah. you all, and you work at the University of, uh, of Leuven and you told me as well that there are many different cultures working there as well. Can you describe a little bit, okay, what kind of people are working there um, and, and what cultural differences do you bump into there? Um, yeah, it's people, that's an interesting thing, there are really people from all over the world. So in my office, um, I'm sitting with uh, another Belgian, but also a person from Mauritius. Uh-huh. Um, in our research, research group itself, we have uh, two Indians, um, a Spanish person, uh, an, in- an Indian already mentioned, yeah. and of course some Belgians and a French person now. Uh-huh. Um, and in the institute as a whole, yeah, it's people from all over the globe. Okay. So it's quite interesting and culturally very diverse. So what, 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 um, and I, and I don't want to approach it from the negative side, but what challenges does that bring? Um, yeah, it's, you have to know on beforehand, you're going to be dealing with a lot of people from a different culture. Uh-huh. So you have to be open-minded for that. Mm-hmm. Because of course, people from India have a lot, a lot of different habits compared to us. Example. Um, example. When we went to a restaurant uh, with a research group, uh-huh. um, the Indians started eating with their hands, with oh, their right hands. And what what was but, on the table? Was it Indian food or was it pizza? It was, yeah, we went to Nepalese food, so it was um, yeah all Indian and Nepalese food there. Yeah. But they immediately started eating with their right hands. Of course, if you're not used to it, it's weird. But we know that they're Indian and that they're used to it. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. And 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 um, have you seen any any other? I mean, this is and I'm talking about challenges, and challenges can be positive and negative. Um, so that is something that you face. Do you know what they're? Do you know the struggles that they might be going through? I mean, the, the, this person from Mauritius, the French person, I guess, can fit in relatively easy, being Western European. Yes. Um, but Indians and, and, and maybe Spanish as well, I don't know. What, yeah. what, what are they struggling with? Um, one thing I've noticed that's quite general for all of them, for all of them yeah. um, they all say that the Belgians are too quiet. Okay. They have problems when they come here to talk or to socialize with other people. I always uh, get the comments, you, you Belgians are just way too shy, you never talk. We were closed yeah. from the moment someone comes to talk with us in the streets, like, yeah, yes, fine. And we try to back off. Is, is that, is, do you recognize that as being Belgian yourself? Um, well, since I started the master, um, I noticed that indeed it's a Belgian habit. Even I was surprised about it, but even Ger- the Germans say it about us. So even they say that we are really, yeah, too shy and too. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a secret, Dylan. I, I also agree with that, with the, the, the close, yeah. the closeness. I meant, I, I noticed it as well in, um, because I think I am the only, if I'm not mistaken, I'm the only foreigner in our Spanish class, um, yes, being from the Netherlands. So. All, everybody else is from, uh, is from Belgium. And it yeah. takes, and we are in our class now because the academic season starts in September. So, um, October, November, December, say three months, three months and a bit. And now slowly, slowly people tend to, not open up per se, but seem to be more approachable. Yeah, it, and be it more takes, comfortable. What is that? And being more comfortable around each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so it's it's not only um, 
the the Belgians towards say the non-Belgians, but it's also the, the Belgians towards each other. Yes, uh, that's which is which is indeed a yeah. thing, and that as as a Dutchman being um, uh, born almost extrovert, it's, yeah. um, it's always it's 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 interesting to watch from a distance. Like, okay, how will they react? But it's um it's a good observation that you you made that as well. Um, yeah. Any anything anything else that you that that in the workplace that is sometimes you know that comes on uh, uh, that comes on the table whereby you wonder, okay, hey, that's a cultural difference. What's going on here? Um, something else I've noticed, um, like my colleague uh, from Mauritius, yeah. he, uh, he also complained a lot about the fact, so he told me once, that when he was doing his, his master, mm-hmm. he was uh, doing the master in South Africa. Yeah. And he told me, um, well, when I have a question and I have to go to a postdoc or a professor, I just go to his office and just knock on his door and enter. Mm-hmm. That's something... That we wouldn't do. We would as in you Belgians. In we Belgians, yes. Yeah. If I, uh, when I was a master student and I had a question for a professor, I would send him an email first asking if I can make an appointment to swing by his office, even though I might be the office next to him. Yeah. yeah. So it's more yeah. formal. There's more of a level of hierarchy there as well. Um, um, it's it. Yeah, there is some level of hierarchy compared to other countries. Yes. Yeah. But I think in general in academia it's still um more informal compared to yeah in, in business and okay. something. Else. Yeah. Okay. And and um do you have any idea how these professors feel about this? Um it varies a lot. So my prof- uh, the professor I'm working for, yeah. he he's very informal so I can just Come to his office whenever, doesn't matter what. Yeah. I can address him with his uh, surname on an email. Um, there are also professors that don't like that, that want to keep it more formal, that do not appreciate it when you address them in an email with their surname. How, how do they? How do they make that? Cl- do they? Do they? Do they say that to you, or do they? Do you pick that up in the corridors? How does that? How does that resonate? Um, they, if they don't like it, they will um, mention it, but not by email. For example, they will mention it face to face. I find that it's. I'm. I'm thinking about how that would go if if somebody walk, if, if a professor would walk up to me and say, "Chris, I'd, I'd like you to um, call me by my title and not by my first name." Yeah. I think I would say, "Listen, buddy, I've got I've got kids. I mean, this this yeah. this doesn't this doesn't work. I mean, you do something different than I do. Does that cause any friction sometimes?" Uh, it, it might. The thing is, I, it, it never happened to me personally, but I've heard from other people who've, yeah, who've, uh, who've had that problem once. But uh, yeah, of course, it's, it does cause some friction because, especially in academia, you want to be as open-minded as possible. Yeah. But that also means being able to talk to someone who is higher up the ladder. Yeah. As if you were equal. Yeah. Yeah, from 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 the theory, if you want the the, the cultural theory, there is a relative um, a relative hierarchical difference between the Belgians and the Dutch, yeah. and um, knowing that uh, you are you uh, we are in Belgium, and that this university is in Belgium, and the biggest group of foreign students of this university that we're talking about in Belgium are the Dutch. The second group apparently are the Chinese in terms of total numbers, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I've heard the feedback from because I did some work for the uh, the university in uh, in Leuven, in um, some time back. And the biggest um, 
it's not an issue, but confrontation, I guess, in a way, is that with what the Belgian professors, teachers, if you want, get to um, uh, get to deal with when dealing with the Dutch students, because the, for the Dutch, everything is 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 informal and informal and informal. And if you would yep. be Professor Bolland for the for the Belgians, you would be Dylan for me being a Dutchman. Yeah, that I, is something that the, the 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 Belgian professors need to chew on, and I need to. Okay, this is a Dutchman, not again. So, is is that? And and I'm 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 going. I'm trying to find a segue to um, to go to go to Australia. How is it that you prepare for your trip there? Because in how much time from now will you go there? Um, exactly two months now. So I'll be leaving the twenty fourth of February. Okay, twenty fourth of. Feb. Okay. Um, and, and so how do you prepare? Have you been there already? What do you do? Do you read books or watch movies? Um, yeah. Barbecue at, at this moment already? A lot of barbecuing, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, to prepare. Actually, I don't read books about Australia. I, from time to time, I look something up about it. So I'm going to Sydney. From time to time, I look something up about Sydney, about the university itself. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, how much it costs to live there? Yeah, because uh, the living costs are way higher than than here in Belgium. Okay, um, but for the rest, yeah, not that much preparation. Have you I been mean, there already? No, I haven't been there. So um, I've met my supervisor yeah. already, but that was at a conference. Yeah, but um, yeah, for the rest, I've never been to Australia before. Okay, well, it's it's. I mean, it's you're not going to um uh, to the, the the dark side of of, of Africa, for no. instance. So not to no. the jungle of uh, of Brazil either. So I guess it'll it'll be relatively okay. And 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 what do you uh, expect in terms of of uh, of being different the the working work mentality here as opposed to in Australia? Yeah. Um. Well, I expect that in Australia is going to be a lot more informal and open and. Uh, laid back. So I've heard a lot of stories that in in Aussie everyone is more laid back. Mm-hmm. Mm. So when working hours are over, going to the beach for a couple yeah. of hours maybe, yeah. having a barbecue, it's it's all more relaxed. Yeah, it's more outside, more social like that. Yeah. Is that yeah. is that something that you are looking forward to, or is that something that potentially? I mean, in the workplace, you could say, okay, if everything is more relaxed, maybe the research that I'm going to do is not taken that serious. Um, yeah, I'm quite sure the, the research-based um, is still going to be the same, mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. Um, also, I know my supervisor now over there. Um, I think research-based is going to be a bit similar compared to here in, in Leuven. It's more going to be the living itself. Right. So yeah, it's it's a it's a hard hard question probably possibly to answer. But you you're gonna go there for two years. You're gonna come back. Yeah. This will change you. Um, have you thought about that? I mean, this 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 because this will be a cultural, uh, I guess, enrichment as well, giving you in addition the opportunity to travel in the area, which I mean. It's an eight-hour flight from Sydney to um, to Singapore, which is, I mean, as much as it is from here to New York. So, yeah. but nonetheless, have you thought about that? How that will change you, and and maybe in steps after that as well? Yeah, I've thought about that quite a lot now, um, and I think it will chase me a lot as well. So I've I have never been outside of Europe itself. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, when I was a kid, my my parents they don't travel that much. Yeah. So. Um, for me, it's going to be the first time at another continent. Yeah. 
And even though it's another continent, the culture is still Western West, culture. Western, so yeah. it's quite similar still. But I'm quite sure it's going to change me a lot. I think the first months I will have to adapt a lot because uh-huh. I'm, I'm completely used to the, the Belgian culture, yeah. which you know very well by now. Yeah. Um, and I've heard from other people who've lived there for half a year to up to two years. It changes you a lot and it is quite different compared to Belgian culture. So I'm quite sure when I come back, I'll be a, a slightly other person. Yeah. As, and have you considered the possibility of coming back and, um, I mean, after two years, coming back and then maybe not fitting in anymore? Because not that you've changed into an alien or something, mm. but, but you know, you've seen another side uh, and how people can be as well. Is that a consideration that's been on your mind? What if? Um, yeah. I'm not really worried about that because I think it's more like an enrichment in culture and I'm still used to living here. So I can fit in here perfectly. I think it will just enrich you in the sense of um, knowing new cultures, being able to adapt depending on the culture you visit. So when I come back to to Belgium, I don't think it will be a big problem. Maybe in the the first weeks, I'll have a slight uh, Australian mentality. Yeah. I think afterwards I will fit in perfect again. It's going to be interesting because I uh, I, I will ask you, uh, I'm going to ask you to do a second part of this interview um, yeah. after a couple of months when you're there uh, to see how yeah. you're doing and um, uh, just to see you know how, how this, this adaptation goes to a new, to a new culture. Because if, if, if the predictions are correct, they're not my predictions, but in general, if the predictions are correct, you will, as everybody else seems, seems to go to, uh, or go through rather is uh, this phenomenon called culture shock, where mm-hmm. at this moment, two months before you're going out to Australia, this is you're very happy and looking forward to, and it's just like wow, you know, this is look at what what an opportunity I'm going to get, and then you get there, which is another the first two uh, maybe weeks, four weeks or five weeks, yeah. you are these are the honeymoon weeks as they call it. It's a phenomenon called culture shock. Yeah. And then it seems to go down because you're starting to miss the people. You have no friends. You have to settle in. It's going to be harder than you think, etc. You'll get in this deep, deep trough, uh, this deep yeah. dip. And eventually you'll grow out of that. And then, and then again, okay, so after two years, you're going back. Hey, that's nice. I'm going back. And then there's another shock. And the other shock, um, Dylan, that you, that not only you, but everybody can prepare themselves for is that when you're coming back, the people that stayed here, are not that interested in your story. And why not? Because you lived it. They didn't. This is like, you know, going to a, a Christmas party and then somebody shows up and say, look, I've got 5,000 pictures from my last trip to Kenya or something. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have one of those in our classroom. Remember? <laughs> yes, I remember. Yeah. And it's, it's the people living that experience for them. It's excitement and it's, 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 you know, you're in it, but yeah. many people staying back here are like, okay, well, that's nice. And the only thing you're going to hear is like, okay, is the weather nice? Did you go out for a barbecue? I mean, yeah. all the silly things that I will say as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'd like to follow this up if, um, if, if that's okay with you and, uh, um, do a second interview after an X amount of, um, of months when you're settled in there and when your accent has changed to the Aussie accent as well. Yes. Curious if that's going to happen. No doubt it'll have yeah. an influence for sure. Um, yeah. so is there any, anything else you, you would like to say about your, your, your trip or the combination working in, in, uh, in Belgium and Australia and, and cultural differences and stuff? 
Uh, not from the top of my head. Um, yeah. Well, let me I'll help you out then, and then ask you for um, the the three tips. If you oh, can yeah. give us three hints and three tips that from well, maybe your own experience or your own anticipation or preparation, even if it's only mental preparation, um, of going out there to Australia and or, or to make us more culturally competent. So the three tips to become more culturally competent. Yes. Um, my three tips would be, mm-hmm. first of all, go to meet new cultures, go to other countries and, yeah, enrich your cultural knowledge, yeah. I would say. Uh, secondly, when you're in your home country, especially yeah. for the Belgians then, be open, yeah, be social to people from another culture. Especially when you see someone's trying to have a conversation with you, try to talk back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just be, be hospitable towards them and, and yes. be open to them. Yeah, okay, yeah. good point. Yeah, that would be my third point, always be open-minded. Okay, yeah, which is which is a hard thing to do because, you know, when yeah. it comes to cultural differences and we get an emotional reaction and, and trying to sort of interrupt that that emotion with something cognitive happening here in the front, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> it's not always easy. All right, well, fantastic. Um, uh, just uh, the last question is, Dylan, if people want to know more about you or if they want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? What's a, what's a way that people can find you if they want to? Um, yeah, they can always send me an email. Mm-hmm. Um, they can find me uh, even on Facebook. Okay. I I'll yeah, my mind responding on Facebook as well. Um, and I'm on Twitter as well. Not okay. that often. So say Facebook or email. Facebook or email. Okay, those links will be uh, on the website as well, culturematters.com, uh, yeah. on the podcast tab and find Dylan's face. By the way, if you want to know what Dylan looks like, you can actually uh, watch the YouTube recording as well. Uh, for that, you can go to culturematters.com slash YouTube and then there's a whole list of all the interviews that I've done. Dylan, all the best. Good luck, I guess. Um, I'll. Uh, there's no Spanish class next week, is there? No, there's not. No, I think. Okay. But I'll, I'll see. You, I'll see you next year in uh, during the exams as well. All right, great. All right, Thank thanks. Uh, thanks so much, and we'll talk soon. Bye bye. Yes. See you soon. Thanks, Dylan. Again, you can see the video cast as mentioned before at culturematters.com/slash/youtube. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, then this is an excellent moment to do so. Go to iTunes or go to Stitcher, find Culture Matters, and subscribe to this podcast. And by subscribing and hopefully leaving a review. This uh, actually, this podcast will be available and visible to more people and the more the merrier, of course. If you know that anybody, if you know of anybody that would make a nice guest, uh, an interesting guest on this podcast, by all means, drop me an email and um, possibly we can make something, um, something work like that. You have to remember that culture matters always. And finally, that this episode was produced by Janice Sheila. The music was thanks to Ben Sound. I am Chris Smith. This was the Culture Matters Podcast, and I'll be back in two weeks' time. That's it for this episode. Culture Matters, making you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences. Your host, Chris Smith, has a plan. A plan for people who are looking for a solution.